the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11. I'm your host for the next hour. We're talking about car, car repair. Let me just tell you some history. I've been in the car repair business since 1968 when I pumped gas when I was in high school. And I opened my own shop in 1979, and I've been in the car repair business, plus I'm a master tech. And so I'm an ASE master tech, and so are many of the guys that work for me. So I'm not the smartest guy uh, in the world. Um, I've been a consumer advocate for people in the auto repair uh, that have problems with our repair industry. I'm hired by insurance companies and lawyers and the law enforcement to tell them what industry standards are. So I do have some credentials, but the bottom line is, is it's a give and take. That's what's important. Before I finish the story, Strictly Diesel and Service and Repair is owned by Nate. Nate's the kind of guy you hope your daughter brings home. He's just the salt of the earth. He's a great guy. He does nothing but diesels, but he'll change the oil on your wife's car. So they work on foreign and domestic lights, diesel trucks, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, strictly diesel, service and repair. They've got a a website that's just awesome, and you can go in there if you're a diesel guy, and you can look at all kinds of ads and repairs that they have. And they even have parts on the dipstick. When the dipstick goes bad, they have a part to fix that that nobody else has that they designed and then they built. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a great place to go. Let me finish my story and then I'm going to take the caller. So at the end of the day, um, I'm working on a friend of mine's a Dodge truck that doesn't have cruise control. So I say to him, and we got the hood open, I says, hey, when you ask in your air conditioning, if you ask for vent, there's three different places you're going to get air out of your vehicle. The windshield, the center, and the floor. Okay, so I say to him, when you switch between floor and center and center and defrost or from defrost all the way to floor, does the air change? And he goes, we're we're working on the cruise control. And I said, answer the question or I'm going home. (laughs) That's all there is to it. And he goes, no, everything's fine. Here's the madness behind it. Diesels, first of all, diesels don't have vacuum, but your gas cars do. We use vacuum to open and close all kinds of dashboard things. So when you pick a top vent, a defrost or center vent or low, we're going to use electricity on the newer model cars, but all the older model cars, we're going to use vacuum to open and close doors. So we're going to open the top vent, and it's going to blow up the windshield, and then we're going to close or go to the middle. But anyway, we use vacuum. So I say to him, The reason I ask you that is because you have a vacuum pump and you have all these vacuum lines going everywhere, and the servo, which is the brain of your cruise control, has a vacuum line to it. It also has a cable that goes to the throttle, and it's underneath this battery right here. Now, notice there's this, you've got a, a, a wire coming out, but next to it is this little bitty vacuum line. 
Now look here. And I pull on it, and it comes right out of its container. Of, of It's kind of a a webbed kind of stuff that holds the wires all together. So I pull it out and I go, this should be connected down there. <laughs> and it's not, but the vacuum pump is working. So it's not the absence of vacuum, it's the absence of vacuum to the servo. Take the battery out, you're going to see how this goes in. Now what you're going to need is a small piece of windshield washer hose because the other end is going to be broken. So you're going to spit on your fingers and put it on the broken end and slide the little piece of hose over. Then you're going to take the other side and you're going to spit on the vacuum line. And then you're going to slide it in the other side. You're going to have this little patch and it'll fix and it'll work. And he looks at me and he just shakes his head. <laughs> That's all he does. He's just, I said, you know what? I'm done free, free diagnosing for you. I'm leaving. And we laugh. He's a good friend of mine. So I, I stopped by later to give him some more parts for his vacuum, his wife's vacuum that I helped him fix. And uh, I said, how's your cruise control? And he goes, everything you said was exactly right. I took the battery off. He says underneath was a broken line. I put the line, I put the rubber here. But he said I took a big piece of heater hose and I wrapped it around everything, the throttle cable and the vacuum, and then I taped it up real tight. And I said, why did you do that? And he goes, well, I think that the rats chewed it in half. And I said, but if you looked at the end of both pieces, they were just flush. They were cut like a knife. That's where it just broke. But that's okay. If you wrap it up because the rats are eating your, underneath your hood, which happens in, in patient, then, then it's okay. But because we had a conversation and because he answered the questions with yes, no, or I don't know, that's how you fix a car. So if you want to spend 110 to $150 an hour to have your technician go do what you could have done, by just answering questions. Now, it's important that they do ask you questions. So I'm not bragging about my skills. Just half the guys in my shop could have figured that out. Half the guys I know that work shops could have figured that out. The idea is, is we get to talk to you and ask you questions, and that allows us. This would have been a $50 diagnosis, and it would have been a $60 repair. Because you have to take the battery off, take all the cables off to get to the servo below it. Then you're going to clean the servo off. Then you're going to put it together. Then you're going to go drive it, put the battery back in it, go drive it, blah, blah, blah. So at a, at a rate of $120 to $130, $140, it's going to be that. So it's just something that's simple. It's better than paying somebody two or $300 to find it and diagnose it, and then $50 to fix it. It's better than that. So anyway, who have we got on the phone? We have Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Good morning. I have a little longer term question. Uh, 2000 and, uh, 2005, uh, Chrysler Town Century, 3.3 liter V6 engine, 220,000 miles. Hey, I can hardly and, hear you. Would, would you? Hold on. If you're on Bluetooth, I need you on your phone because I just need to be able to hear you a little bit better, okay? Sure. Is that any better? Yeah, just talk loud for me. I got your Chrysler Town okay. & Country 3.3. Right. 220,000 miles. It appears to have blown head gasket. Okay. And the mechanic suggested, eh, 220,000 miles if we pull the head and we rework the head and put a head gasket on, what have you. He says, the odds are the bottom end's going to give up on you. So he said, I don't think it's worth repairing. I'd like your diagnosis. Well, um, I don't agree with him. Um, I would want to know if the oil was brown or if the oil was white. 
I'd want to drain all the coolant out of it and put fresh oil in it and start it up and run it around the block real quick. I want to know if it's knocking. Um, I want to know if I want to know what's going on. But it's easy to say, yeah, it needs a new. It's best for you to put a new motor in. But I think most people would understand that that could be a self-serving diagnosis. So, and I understand that. All right. Okay. What what well, part of the, town are you in? Well, this car happens to be in California. Okay. My son-in-law's car. Okay. Uh, but I had given it to him, so I'm familiar with the car. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, the the brown the oil is, is somewhat brown. It needs to be changed. Okay, but it's not uh, white and foamy, which any... means there's water in it. No. Okay. No, it's not white and foamy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, you know, is your son-in-law uh, somewhat technical? No, he's okay. not. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, the reason I ask you is, is simple. The reason I ask you where you were at, um, we've tried every single head gasket sealer in the whole wide world. And we've never found one that worked until about four years ago. <laughs> we ran across this sealer, <laughs> and we followed the directions to a T, and most men won't do that, and they'll say, Mark, you were wrong. And I say, you didn't follow the directions. So you follow the directions to a T, which is flush it out until the water's coming out of that motor clear. Then go drive it, get it through a heat cycle, bring it back in, put the sealer in it, drive it, dive it, do this, do that, wave a dead chicken around your head, honk the horn three times, but there is a procedure. And with the exception of one vehicle, this has fixed every single head gasket. And we have, it's like $150, but we have a guarantee that if it doesn't fix the head gasket, we'll give your money back. We've never done that. Now, the one exception was a little Suzuki Samurai, and we put the the block sealer in it and nothing happened nothing good happened and so we we thought well we better drop a camera down in there i mean this thing had a head gasket blown on it that was as wide as the grand canyon we weren't going to seal that so we've had tremendous success and i asked that's why i ask if your your son-in-law or your son is technical he could do it himself but um what i will do for you raise your right hand I promise not to tell anybody what Mark's going to tell me. And here's why. I promise not to tell anybody what Mark's going to tell me. It's a very sophisticated process to make this work. I don't want to tell people what the name of it is because if they say it doesn't work, then all of a sudden it just queers the whole deal. I don't want that to happen. I know what our experience is. So you're going to send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. Mark, K with a K, at marksalem.com. I'll tell you the name of the sealer. You're going to tell him to go buy it. You're going to tell him to go to a shop. You're going to tell him to hand him that thing and tell him, I want you to follow the directions exactly and, and get an estimate. Okay. And and then okay. he needs to drive it. Now, on his way to the shop, he can loosen up the radiator cap on it. He can fill it full of water, and he can drive it to the radiator shop. We're not going to develop any pressure, so we're not going to force a whole bunch of water into the cylinder. So right. hopefully he can find a okay. shop within a couple miles. All right. Okay. Very good. Thank All you, right. sir. Good luck to you. 602-508-0960. Gil's holding his breath, thinking I'm going to give my my phone, cell phone again. Oh, boy. 602-508-0960. Do we have another caller? Okay. 
um, 508-0960. All the lines are open. There's five. If you want to talk about your car, we can. Let me talk about another shop, okay? I told you that I was friends with all these people, and I am. Tom Blackwell and I are two peas of a pod. He, he, we are twin brothers of different mothers. Tom Blackwell's at 40th and Greenway. He knows cars really well. If you know him, you know me. And him and I can't do radio together because it turns into um, we probably laugh more than we should. He knows what he's doing. He's been around a very long time. And he's the only shop in that northeast area of the valley that I can recommend. I know he'll take care of your car. Real quick, the other day a lady calls me and she's paid, I think, $3,000 for this add-on air conditioning system for her old Chevy pickup. And she had a friend of hers that really knew a lot about cars, and she gave it to him, and he worked on it for a very long time, and he gave it back to her, and it wasn't much done, and he says, you know, I'm just I'm just too busy. So I send her to Tom, and I call Tom, and I go, this is a basket case. This is something I don't want no part of, but I know that you have less of a brain than I do. Do you want this? And he goes, heck yeah, send her over. So she takes the car over. Here's the end of the story. Two days later, it's done. It's perfect. He had to put a fan switch in. He had to put a blower. He had to assemble the condenser in front of the radiator, the evaporator behind the dash. He had to put the compressor on. He had to plumb everything. And he had to do all the electrical and all the vacuum and all the uh, air conditioning parts. Two days. It blows ice cubes out of (laughs) the dash. And he did some other things to kind of upgrade the truck with the customer known and him bidding the work. So in two days, this guy took a car, an old truck with no air conditioning, and he put air in it. Like I said, it works beautifully. He also did some some modifications to the cooling system because we need to make that a little bit more efficient. He has tremendous talents, and if you wave the flag in front of him like I do, <laughs> then he'll he'll bring every anything in just to show that he can fix it. Nevertheless, he knows right from wrong. 40th Street and, and Greenway. Tom Blackwell, Blackwell Automotive, will be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com. I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. 
You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. 20 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 o'clock a.m. to noon right here on KKNT. And we talk about cars. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about um, our wives or our husbands. We just talk about cars. Speaking of cars, Kurt's Auto Repair is up on I-17 and Bell. Kurt and Eric are both master techs, and I can assure you they can find problems. They're on the northeast corner of Bell and I-17. He's been around since 1987. He deals gas and diesel, and he hates me for saying this. He loves yard equipment, your weed eaters, your lawnmowers. All that kind of stuff. Just make an appointment and call him up and tell him what you got. Nevertheless, I got to tell you, one time I sent a lady who had been told by a whole bunch of places that she needed an engine. And I said, let's get one more opinion. Go go to Kurtz. So she calls me back and she says he fixed it for just a little over $100. The truck is fixed. Everything is fine. He put an oil pressure switch on it. The light was on. Everybody wants to sell her an engine. So Kurt diagnoses it, checks the oil pressure, it's fine. He replaces the sending unit that talks to the gauge that was lying because the sending unit was lying. He's a hero. He didn't. He could have sold her an engine. That's just not what Kurtz does. I-17 and Bell. Hey, Cal, good morning. Good morning. What can I do for you? I just called to bend your ear a little bit. I'm a proud owner of a 1995 uh, GMC Yukon. Uh, 285,000 miles. The uh, transmission fluid is nice and pink. I change the oil regularly. Um, this thing runs like a champ, and compression's good on it. I've got a friend that is the head mechanic for uh, Rumble Construction, and he kind of helps me with my stuff. But I just wanted to bend your ear. I know you give me the story of how many times around the world this truck has been. Ten. But, yeah. <laughs> and it still runs like a champ. I'm thinking, well, everything is good. Do I need to flush the tranny or do something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd do both if I were you. If it's never been touched, I'd pull the pan and replace the filter clean the pan, and then I'd flush it, and that's going to put you north of the $300 range in the market. But uh, here's what bothers me. We have a variety of additives in the transmission fluid, 
lubricities, and then we have temperature control. We don't want it to oxidize and turn to a tar. We want it to flow at low temperatures. And even though you're red and pink, I'm quite sure all the attributes of transmission and all the benefits of transmission oil are probably long gone. So um, I, I would say, now how long is this going to live? I don't know about the transmission, buddy. I don't know. And you're going to hear a lot of old-timers go, oh, don't flush that. You'll just flush it out, and it'll fail. Um, I've never yeah, had that yeah, happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That That's never happened to me. Um, that Because people will come in and say, flush it, and then they'll say, the transmission is no better. And I'll go, wait a minute. You didn't tell me better. You told me to flush the transmission fluid. I didn't know I'm chasing a symptom. I didn't know I'm trying to fix the transmission. You diagnosed it as needing a flush. I did the flush, and you say, oh, it doesn't change. Not my problem. See, so, it's, I mean, you, it's strong into gears. It, I mean, it shifts very crisply. Yeah. Uh, the the transmission will give you very little notice, but um, and you won't have to put an engine in that until your wife overheats it significantly or runs it low on oil. Those are the two reasons that we do motors, um, and, and according to the guys, their wife was driving it at the time, so that's why I threw that in. Yeah, no wife, so. Okay. <laughs> your I'm girlfriend. The only, I'm, the only, I'm the only one to blame. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to, Cal, I'm going to say you and your girlfriend, and let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but no, I, I, um, I think you should flush the transmission fluid, and I don't think that you have any problems with um, all of a sudden the transmission is going to give up the ghost, but... It is twice the the life of a normal transmission right now. Most all of them are going to fail between 100 and 150 thousand. Yeah. So you've got your money out of that, okay? I have gotten my money out of it, and uh, I've also wanted to say hi to you from my friend Earl, who you have known for a while. Is um, he a cowboy? Yeah. Does he wear spurs? Mm-hmm. And so do I. Oh, I want to tell you something. My wife hates him like you can't believe. (laughs) He took us to dinner at 16th Street and South Mountain. First of all, Earl's the best. He's not the best part of that marriage. I can tell you that much right now. So Earl gets into my wife's brand new Jaguar with a pair of spurs on, and my wife just, she is fit to be tied. And she says, oh, I know he was going to poke holes in the front of the seat and this and that. And and you and I, I don't know you, but I can tell you Earl is the cowboy of cowboys. But I have oh, I've, known him, I've known him since high school, and uh, we went, we went, I'm the same age. Okay. And we've, we've done uh, numerous, maybe not too legal things. Together. Oh, go! Oh, no, no, no need to. Did Earl ever tell you about the time he threw the brakes off of his truck and he had a trailer full of horses? And I told him that I'd fix his truck if he went over and helped the vet with one of my horses. No, he didn't. Okay. I'll, I'll ask him. Okay. Well, I'll, let me start the story, and then I'll t- I got to take a break. So Earl drives in. And Earl is, he belongs in Tombstone, Arizona. He looks the part. He's bow-legged. He talks like this all the time. So he says, Mark, he says, I got all these horses, and I got to take them out of town. And and the rear brakes, and I look, and I go, it's throwing the caliper. I can fix it, but it's going to take you a while. So I said, now, Earl, here's the deal. I'm going to work on your truck for free, but you got to go to my house, which is a half mile away. The vet's going to be there in about 20 minutes, and I've got a problem with my one horse. And so she's going to need you to step in my place. So he says, yeah, no problem, no problem. So 
I send Earl to work with the vet. Um, <laughs> here's what happened. As you well know, I am breeding a mare, and the horse enters the mare, but I forgot to tie the tail. And so oh. the tail of a horse will saw a two-by-four in half. One st- I'm a just being So instead, of t- I tied the horse. <laughs> I didn't tie the tail of the female horse. Oh, so in the act of making babies, his tallywhacker got exactly. ta- uh, Okay, wait, wait. His tallywhacker got tied up in the hair of the mare. And oh, when man. she was done, she took about five steps forward, which cut his tallywhacker half off. So Earl has to go hold the tallywhacker of my horse while the vet sews it up. So he comes back. He's he's all bloody. And he goes, do you have any idea what I've done for the last hour? And I said, no, no, I don't. But I got your brakes done, buddy. You're on your way. And I just turned my back on him. And he walks over and he spins me around and goes, do you know what I've been doing for the last hour? And I said, yeah, I know you've been holding my horse's tallywhacker for an hour. Oh, he <laughs> and, deserves and it. here's the best part. The vet took a picture of him holding the horse's tallywhacker. So I have that picture, so Earl owes me, and and Earl understands that if he's ever mean to me, I'm going to print that picture and put it on my Facebook page. And underneath oh, I, it, it's going to say... I want a copy of that picture. <laughs> underneath the picture, it's going to say, you know your buddy's your best buddy when he takes when he stands in your place <laughs> during, during a livestock emergency. Um, anyway, I, I'm probably going to get in trouble for telling that. I don't care. It's a funny story, but it's a true story. And when you hang up, I get 15 seconds left. When you hang up, you ask Earl, and I told it exactly like it was. So I'm going to call him and remind him about that's it. it. Because... Tell him. We just talked about it, and I'm not going to give his last name because he'll kill me for that. Anyway, 602 Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Distracted driving kills in Arizona. Life is more important than your phone's beep. Stop the distracted driving, Arizona, please. Sponsored by the Arizona Chapter National Safety Council and the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Aired in cooperation with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. 
What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like... Ribbit, and I saw an owl too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12. And the phone number, if you want to join us, has a car question, 602-508-0960, Let me get to something before I get to Stephen Kelly. Larry Harker's Auto has been around since 1986 or 67. Bob has been around a really long time, but here's the deal. Bob is smart, but they've got a kid named Jeremy that's part of their family. This kid has passed every, a kid, I call him kid, every ASC test they make. He's a four times master's. He has a master's and a doctorate and everything in between. He doesn't have the experience that Bob and I do with respect to industry standards and standards, you know, industry standards and, and stuff like that and what you should do and shouldn't do. But he's probably the best technician I've ever met. And there's been time, and he's a lot smarter than I am when it comes to broad things. So I've called him a couple times to ask him to help me and guide me, and he's always done that. You can't do that. But if you need somebody and you got a problem where every time you turn right, the, the something on the car barks, then uh, if you live near 38th Avenue and Indian School, I'd take it over to Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Steve, how can I help you? Yes, good morning. Um, I talked to you last week about a different issue. 
Um, but we did talk a little bit about my 2001 F-250 uh, Super Duty. Uh-huh. And uh, more than 10 years ago, the truck was stolen. And the police uh, chased the guy the next day. They spotted it. And anyway, to make a long story short, he kind of creamed the right front suspension. I had it repaired to what I considered the goodest shop as I could find. And ever since then, it has had a very mild uh, drift. You notice on the highway, not so much in the city. Okay. And sort of like uh, not enough tow-in. No. So I've had multiple alignments no. over the years. No. We're not. Okay. We're, we're, we're not going to let you diagnose it because everybody's going to think the same thing. So if you just, if you messed with the toe, you you made a mistake. But go on. I didn't mess with the toe. Okay. But it drifted like there was not enough toe. Um, no, that's not true. But continue on. Just tell the story. You, know, you go ahead. Okay. But uh, I'm going to call you on things that when you. I know other people are telling you this, but con- continue on. Anyway, it drifts. Uh, you're always correcting. Mildly. Can I address can I that? Sure. I mean, I, you, what you said to me means everything. And it, you said on the highway it drifts to the right and on the city it, it's fine. The highway road is flat. The city street is sloped from the center of the roadway to the curb, so water runs off of it. We have a tough time aligning a car for both, especially your Ford pickup. I mean, it's one of many. So what we're going to do is is we're going to use caster, not camber, and not tow, to make it on a. If so, we say, Steve, what do you, what do you normally drive on? And you say highway. Fine, I'm going to get it going straight down the road. But Steve, when you're in city streets, it's going to want to drift a little bit to the right. Now, if I set it for city streets where it's flat and goes straight on a city street, then it's going to want, when you get up on the highway, it's going to want to drift a little bit to the left. So I'm going to dial a little left drift or a little right drift, but I'm going to do it with a caster. So toe doesn't have anything to do with that. Nothing. Maybe I misspoke, but when I said drifts, it drifts left and right. It goes either way. That, uh, whether you're on flat, of course you don't notice it much on city streets because of the crown. Okay, okay, so, that's uh, easy. That's easy. Are you capable of looking, laying underneath the front end of that thing? Sure. Okay, so you get your wife out there, and you put your wife's hand at twelve o'clock, and you say, and the key's on. You can have the motor running; it doesn't make any difference to me. The key's on, and she's going to take her hand, and she's going to move it to the right about three inches, which is the width of her hand. And so she's going to say, centered, honey, right, centered, left, centered, right. Now you're going to follow from the steering column through the gearbox, through the side of the gearbox, and then out the pitman arm. Then the pitman arm is connected to a drag link, and the drag link is going to have a joint on that end, on the passenger end. Then it's going to have a tie rod on that side. Then it's going to have a bar that crosses to the left front tire. You're going to look for play and all those joints. What the play is, the top sits still, but the bottom moves before the top moves with it. So the bottom has play, but the top is steady. So when she turns left, the bar will go left, and you'll see, but the top bar doesn't move. And so when she goes right, so you're looking at all the joints. And if you've got play in the front end, which you're describing as play, 
then um, it's just a matter of looking for it. That's just well, not hard. You, let, you didn't let me finish the story. Okay, we need I've to kind of be the multiple places. Uh, strictly Diesel was the last one. They replaced several uh, suspension components, and they wouldn't uh, address the drift issue until I got new tires. I got new tires. I did the alignment at a local outfit, not uh, not strictly. And uh, he said, alignment's good, not going to charge you anything. He said, but you got issue with your right rear. So my question is, does that make any sense whatsoever that my right rear could be cattywampus as opposed to uh, front end? No. Um, you know, something's wrong with this level of communication. It sounds to me like you're directing the traffic. And I'm, I'm I, you know, I... With all due respect, there's lots of people that want to direct the repair of their car, and I'm not interested in that. If you come into my shop and start telling me what to fix, I'm going to bid you real high, and you're going to leave and say I'm a jerk, and you're going to say he's really expensive. But if if they were right and it was a tire, do you know how easy it is to verify that? You swap the fronts. You move the right to the left and the left to the right. If it's still got the drift, then it ain't a tire. If it drifts to the left, it is a tire. That's it. You just swap the fronts. As far as the rear tire being out of whack, in order for to agree with that, I'd have to have abnormal tire wear. So that the rear tire is too far back or too far forward, we'll have abnormal tire wear. So we look at the right and we look at the left, and the right has an edge wear on the inside or the outside, depending on whether it's leaning in or out. And if the left side's fine, then yeah, the right rear's out. But it's not going to cause the car to drift. So I, I want to tell you something. There's a few guys in town that can do alignments like there's no tomorrow. They understand the symptoms and everything else. But if you've had the front end rebuilt and strictly diesel stamped that is okay, then all of a sudden somebody says it's tires, swap the fronts and go drive it. But have you ever demonstrated this to anybody? The strictly diesel. Okay, so you took them for and a ride. They, uh, yeah, well, they took it for a drive. No. No, I said, have you ever demonstrated this to any shop? No. Okay. Well, that's a problem, too. It's your responsibility after having everybody guess on your truck to say, if you want to try to fix this, you're going to send somebody, your alignment guy, with me. And I'm, we're going to go on the freeway, and I'm going to show him. And then we're going to get on a city street, and I'm going to show him. That's that's what needs to be done. He needs to know what you're talking about. So I'm, like I said, um, that's us old gray-haired guys are going to say to you, we're going to, it's going to drift one way or the other. So what do you want? You want it to go down the straight highway, or do you want it to go straight on a city street? You got your choice. We can dial the front end however you want. But in your particular case, I'm guessing you got one or the other. You haven't said a thing about tire wear. Not a thing about tire wear. And tires, the right rear, and this idea that it's too much toe or too little toe would all create obvious tire wear problems. So I, I don't know if you're up there and you're strictly diesel and go see Tom Blackwell and insist that he or one of his guys take it for a ride. And if any, Blackwell doesn't have much hair, but, <laughs> but it's gray if he did. 
and uh, and see if he can make you happy. But he's gonna want to. Sh- you're gonna show him the problem, and the fifty one's not too far away from there. Got to take a break. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. At the Senate impeachment trial, Democrats smell blood and want to hear from John Bolton. The Democrats could have subpoenaed John Bolton. They chose not to. Join us for our program. Sign up for a podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Before I do anything else, I'm going to take Kelly. And Kelly, thank you for waiting. How can I help you? Hey, first of all, thank you for your program. I don't listen to it a lot, but I learn something every time. Well, thank you for that. So, that's my intention. That's my intention. Yeah, that's just great. And I'm not a car guy, but I got a 2013 Kia Sportage, 125000 Nothing's wrong with it. How far will it go? Um. Every motor that I've replaced in the last 10 years has been abused. So we, we've only replaced motors on ones that have been terribly overheated or run low on oil. That's it. We haven't replaced one in a very, very long time. I think that was one of my guys called my bluff a while back. He goes, what about the green Ford truck? And I go, yeah, you're right. It had 400,000 miles on it. <laughs> it had it coming, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and another thing is, and I'll add another one, overheated t- really bad, run low on oil. And when it starts blowing smoke that looks like a James Bond car, yeah. and it's coming through the rings, and it's not sucking it through the intake manifold, and we do a compression test, and a, and a wet, dry one shows us everything, then you have it. Now, on your Kia Sportage, you can't do that because you'll plug that catalytic converter up and cost yourself another 1000 bucks. But when it starts blowing lots of blue smoke, knocking, or you overheat it, that's... But other than that, really and truly, if you'll remember, I'm looking real fast here. We had a guy here with the... Uh, hold on just a minute. Oh, yeah, a 95 GMC Yukon at 285,000 miles. So I want to tell you, I have a significant amount of vehicles in the fleet I, I am responsible for that are in the two, three, four, and 500,000-mile range. So, Well, just... yeah, the thing of it is that it's the tightest vehicle I've ever owned, and I'm a Honda Toyota guy, you know. But 
it's just, you know, I do all the fluids, you know, uh, on schedule, plugs, all that stuff. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's been a good vehicle. So I was just curious, you know. Well, think, let me. And it looks good yet. Yeah. What? Well, no. When, when the Kia and the Hyundai first came out, there was nothing worse than the debut they had. Those cars yeah. were the biggest pile of horse manure you can imagine. I today, think I remember that. <laughs> today, they are very comparable with the Toyota and Honda line. Yeah. Very comparable. Well, so, that's the way I feel about this. Vehicle, this, so. this has been a transition that we've rarely seen. Usually when we get a bad you know, a model, a mix of cars, they don't last long. But right. in this particular case, they've really stepped up to the plate. Now, I know there's lots of guys that I don't want to drive a foreign car, and I don't want to do this and all that, and Korea and Jap- Japan and all that kind of stuff. It's your personal opinion, and, and I'm not going to take that argument on. But I'm happy to know your Kia. But if you said to me, um, am I happy or not, I would have bet two to one odds that you'd have been happy with your Kia yeah. Sportage. And there yeah, is a, a slight price difference between them and their competitors, and they usually win that. So, yeah. well, good luck to you, Kelly. Thank you very much. And uh, and I I think um, if you'll keep your 16-year-old grandson out of the car on a Friday night, you'll probably have a better luck in keeping that thing alive. Gilbert, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a 2017 Nissan Rogue. I bought it last April. It had 25,000 miles on it. It's got 35 on it now. When I bought it from the dealer, local dealer, they told me I'd never needed to change all the transmission. I looked in the book, and it says around 60,000. And uh, uh, I talked to a friend of mine who was going to buy one of these, but he didn't because he told me those transmissions are problematic. They have a belt instead of clutches. It shifts very smooth. Everything's fine. But right now I'm getting close to 36 and I'm thinking about changing the oil in, in the transmission. I called the local dealer. He wanted $329. I thought that was too much. So I called a different dealer, not in this immediate area. He wanted $229 to do the same thing. But as I looked at it and everything I could find on this car, it's got a drain plug. It's got a filter or a screen inside of it. Uh, the problem I have is I can't get a manual on it. All the parts stores say it's too new. I don't think it's too new. It's it's almost well, three years old. I, I can explain but, this. It's it's a sealed transmission. Yeah. And so what's what's going on that has never happened before? It's called a CVT. Yes. Okay. CVT transmission. Um, I got good news and bad news, but I'll tell you about the fluid first. You have to have special equipment to pull this off. You pull the drain plug. You drain it out. Then you have to find the plug, which is also hidden, and you pump fluid in it until it comes out the top plug, and then you're done. <laughs> so well, that's you have to know what to do, and frankly, some of those things takes us five or ten minutes to find all the orifices in that transmission. Yeah, well, so, looking on the computer and on YouTube and everything, I found there is a plug on the side of the transmission they tell you to take out, but also the dipstick does the tube does not have a dipstick in it but i did get the plug out the top and i stuck a hose on in there measured the level in there and they on on the computer told me to uh, drain the fluid out measure it and then put that exact amount back in down through that dipstick tube okay i'm not a fan of youtube and the computer if they were that good they'd be working for guys like me for 50 to a hundred thousand dollars 
So we got yeah, guys sitting at home. You. Uh, I, you know, I'm just I'm just not interested in trying to hold a discussion about some guy on YouTube or on the computer. Yeah. I don't care where they come from. The issue is, yeah. is so you figure it's an inch low, and you stick your coat hanger in there. So then you're going to pull it, drain it, and then you're going to fill it till it's an inch. There's no specification on that inch. There's nothing that says it's an inch. How do you know? How do you know what it's supposed to be? So you're going to bet your transmission. Here's the bad news. CVTs are really tough. First of all, nobody builds them. I know the two best transmission, three best transmission shops in this valley. Two of them are wholesale only. One of them is retail. They won't even touch a CVT. I won't touch a CVT. All I'm going to do is put another one in. There's no repairs. There's no band-aids. There's no nothing. It's a good transmission for 100,000 miles. It's a good transmission for fuel economy. It's a good transmission for really smooth shifting. It's a good transmission, but it's not the best. It's been a problem since day one. The only place you can buy the transmissions is from the dealer, and they're pretty doggone proud of them. So we will buy from the dealer if we have to replace one, but I don't know that I would chance it, and the two or $300 includes the fluid, and it includes all the stuff that goes with it. So there's going to be a specification. If you want to find that, then that's fine. But usually we pump through the bottom, and we wait till it comes out the top. So I don't know. But I'd have to look yours up. I could very well be wrong, and if so, I'll raise my hand and say I was wrong. But I, I would caution you because you said you got um, what twenty? You got twenty-five. You got thirty-five thousand miles on it. So you got sixty-five. Yeah. In my opinion, you got sixty-five left. I think you run a risk of shortening the life of that CVT if you don't do it right. And so I'm not trying to drive you to any shop. I'm just telling you the risk, the reward. Yeah. It's yeah. not is is not worth the risk. So, anyway, yeah. thank you, thank you, Gilbert. Thank you very much. Got to move on to Sam. Sam, how are you? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, I've got a 2006 Nissan Altima with a four cylinder 2.5. Okay. I just had a, a, a. It's my granddaughter's car, and I'm I'm working on it. But I I had the code checked because it's vibrating really bad. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. They, this was at S&S Tire, one of your shops, I believe. And they said that it was uh, misfiring on cylinder one. Okay. So my question is, if I replace the spark plug, it could still be the coil. And underneath the coil is a little piece of rubber hose that attaches the bottom of the coil to the spark plug. It could be that. Okay, that, that it, little, is that the boot? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, so, I, I'm not a fan of doing that. Um, you got three possibilities: the spark plug, the boot, and the coil. Um, if, if you're going to do it yourself, why don't you just swap the coil with another cylinder? Why don't you just swap the spark plug with another cylinder and see if the problem moves? So okay. the only way to guarantee that you're going to get it is just replace all three. But if you want to have fun, swap the coil first, and then move the boot next, and then move the spark plug next. And just do it to the cylinder next. So you pull two plugs, two boots, and two coils. Okay. Just make... uh, oh, sorry. Uh, what firing or what order is it in from left to right? One, two, three, four? Or doesn't make any difference. I don't care if you do the end ones. I don't care if you do the two middles. It doesn't make any difference. How they fire doesn't mean anything at all. 
Okay. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna unplug the coil and just move the coil, but the wire is gonna stay with that cylinder. Okay, right. Just, so, just take the coil off yeah. and put it and, and put yeah, the just, wire back on it. Okay. Yeah, move the coil to two or three or four, and if it's number one, then move the coil to two or three, four. But you're gonna move everything to the same cylinder. Okay. And and then if it gets a different code. Well, you're going to do it one at a time. You're going to swap the coil first and, and clear the code and go drive it. And if it comes back, then it's not the coil. <laughs> then you can do the boot next. <laughs> and at, at that okay. point, if it's the boot, then the code won't come back. But if it's not, then it's the spark plug. So okay. it's a little bit of work. The alternative is to replace all three. Okay. That's it. That's the alternative. Now, we do the same thing. I'm not telling you to do what my seasoned guys do. Because I'll tell you what, you can put a coil and you can put a spark plug in it. You can change your, chase your butt for the rest of your life, and that stupid little boot has got a little bitty hole in it. You take the coil out with the spark plug, you sit it on metal, and all of a sudden you open the gap on the spark plug real wide, and all of a sudden you see that the spark's jumping from the boot. And you go, oh, my God. Now, when you pull those apart, you're going to need some dielectric grease to go on both sides of the boot. Okay. Dielectric grease. It doesn't cost much. It's a couple dollars for a little bitty tube, but it's a white petroleum jelly, and it helps. It holds moisture back from the boot, and it also helps conduct electricity through the boot. All right. So, sounds, sounds like a plan. Okay. Good luck to you, Sam. All right. Good luck to you. Thanks. All righty. When, when it comes to auto repair, it's also important that if you're up there near Deer Valley and I-17, Action Auto Repair is up there. I've known Tom, who's the owner since 1983. He's good. He's. I met him when we, remember those big boxes we used to buy and people would come in and say, put the car on the scope. Well, back then in 1983, we had two competitors. We had Allen and we had Bear. And Tom was repping the Allen and he came and showed us all it was. And then we looked at the Bear. These These pieces of equipment my first house in 1973 was $33,000. These pieces of equipment were forty dollars to $50,000. Now, if you could make the piece of equipment dance, you made a lot of money because that equipment would tell you what's wrong. All you had to do is ask it the right questions and to, to, to be able to understand the readings it's given you. So anyway, I didn't buy his scope. He's still my friend. <laughs> And he's still a good guy. So if you're near I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a shop, may I suggest you go on the northwest corner, Action Auto Repair, maybe have an oil change to see how they treat you. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. If I offended you, call me and tell me, and I will sincerely apologize. If you didn't like my horse story, I will sincerely apologize. But we talk about cars. You're more than welcome to send me a car problem via email, but I want you to also t give me your phone number. When I call, it's from a blocked line. If you don't answer, I call back and I say, hey, this is Mark Salem. So if I call again, I'm going to say, hey, don't hang up on me. This is Mark Salem. And then you can know right away I'm not a telemarketer. So anyway, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Please wear your seatbelt. God bless you and your family, and don't drive stupid. And I'll see you next Saturday right here.